What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. This is episode 62. We are, uh, yeah, we're rolling along here. We This is a, uh, whatever. Let me introduce, that was a terrible <laughs> introduction. Let me introduce our guest of the week. No Jack today, just me. Um, but we have Mr. Sean Guida making his third appearance. This is third. my third. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Third appearance on the show. Um, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about the NBA. We haven't talked about the NBA in a little while on the show, but we're approaching the halfway mark of the season and we thought it was a good time to see where things are at. We're going to give our, uh, mid season awards. Some were harder than others to, uh, come up with, but Some pretty tough ones. Yeah. So it'll be a good show. And, um, let's kick it off here. What's, um, it is almost halfway through the season, and um, I guess before we get into the awards, what are your what are your thoughts on the year? How do you think uh, are things shaping up like you thought? Are there any surprises that jump out to you? What do you think? I think I think it's a weird year. I didn't think the Bucks would be as good as a team as they were going to be. I don't think anyone saw the Warriors dynasty coming to a complete halt. Even though next year they're probably going to be. A very good team again with a young draft pick, Steph Curry, Clay. Draymond looks like he's falling off, though. I saw over his last eight games, he's averaging like three points on 15%. Oof. My Sixers are real up and down. I, I don't know who it is. I think we got to fire Brett Brown. But, yeah. It's and hard. I don't know. It's Simmons hard. is weird, too. He's 14 points a game, but he's great defensively, great passer. You know all he can do, but the jump stat is still missing. Um. The Western Conference, shaping out like everyone thought it's going to be the Lakers and Clippers. But I do like the Rockets as a sleeper, Yeah, especially with Gordon back. But it is weird. Trailblazers, another team. They're sitting at like the 10 spot right now. And Melo is their almost their number two option. McCollum's, right. McCollum and him are off and on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anyone really saw the Trailblazers being as bad – I mean, they. I think they've. I don't know if I'm not mistaken. I think they started off even like really bad, but I think they've been playing <laughs> they a little, a little bit better um, as of kind of recently. I mean, yeah. I mean, they they made the Western Conference Finals last year, so. Yeah, they were a solid team. Would they beat the Nuggets four to three? Uh, yeah, I think they beat the Spurs and then then the Nuggets. No, I don't know if that was right, but anyway, yeah, they did beat the Nuggets. I remember mm-hmm. that. Is it? Is, I think it's a weird year. Yeah. You know. But LeBron James is still pushing. Yeah, the goat. I really hope it is the Clippers and Lakers in the in the Western. I think that would be the best series: the Battle of L.A. LeBron versus Kawhi. Who is? Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, all right, we'll get into the awards. What should we start off with? Let's start with um (laughs) the uh, the sixth man of the year. We both agree on this. We joked it should be renamed the Lou Williams (laughs) Award. Because he has won it three out of the past five years, and according to Sean and myself, he will win it four out of the the past six years. I think it's pretty uh, pretty simple choice. Right. I don't even know who else to debate with. I mean, it's not even like fair. Like, it's not even like he's he plays as much as a starter. Well, I was about to say it's the craziest thing is if there is in the crunch time they put Lou Will as the main ball handler and the main scorer, even though they have Paul George. Kawhi and Montrezl Harrell, they still trust Lou Will the most. So it's not even like he is a six man. He just doesn't play the first four minutes of the game. Like, should 
do you think they should bend the rules of this? Like, do you think they should change the rules of this award? Because, like, should it, should it be, like, if you play under, like, 25 minutes or something like that? Yeah, like, I feel like all these viable six-man options all play over 25 minutes. Right. So, like, it's not even, like, it's kind of dumb in a way. But I don't know. I mean, as it is, like, he should win it. He's just having the award. He has the same, if not better, stats than he did last season when he did win the <laughs> award. He averages uh, 19.6 points a game. More assists. He averages six and a half a game. Um, but yeah, like it's not even it's probably top twenty five in the league in scoring. Oh yeah, I think so. That's, but yeah, it's it's it, Lou Will. Yeah, it's him. Unless he gets hurt, like it's definitely gonna be him. He may still win it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> if he plays enough games. Um that was like I think it was when what was it one year? I think it was when in was it in Bede's rookie year when like when they were saying like who he didn't like play enough games or something like that. And Bede? Yeah, yeah, was that got, him? Yeah, he got injured. Right. There was that. But, I, yeah, I don't know. But That's yeah. why he didn't win it, but he he was the best player. Right. He, he yeah. got hurt, so I All guess right. it does make sense. We'll move on to another pretty obvious one, uh, Rookie of the Year. I mean, it's only one guy, honestly. John Morant. Yeah. He's uh, pretty unbelievable. Uh, I mean, he really, last year Murray State really came on and shined in the NCAA tournament and obviously was the second pick in the draft this year. Uh, averages 17.8 points per game, 6.6 assists, and shooting 49%, which is great, for, say great for a guard. 39, almost 40 from three. Let me uh, see what he's shooting from the foul line because he, he's close to the 50-40-90. Yeah. It depends what his free throw percentage is. But he, he, regardless, like shooting 49% as a guard is pretty great. Shooting 40% from three is pretty great. It's disappointing about Zion. I thought that would have been a yeah. cool race to watch, but... What are we going to do as NBA fans? Hopefully he's back. Um, I mean, I've heard stuff that he might get shut down for the year, depending on how. I hear he's coming back now. I don't know. I mean, it depends. What's he's the Pelicans a... record? They're sitting at the bottom. I think they're actually making a push. Shout out to Lonzo Ball. I'm, I've always been high on him, but he's, he's playing a lot better recently. But the Pelicans record, I couldn't even tell you. But I know they're they're not in the playoffs. Right. But they have been making a push. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you got to make a call. If your team's not going to make the playoffs, like, you why know. not just shut them down? Right. But they are, they're 14 and 25, so they're sitting at the 14 spot. So they are still pretty bad. Yeah. But the nine seeded Spurs are 16 and 21. And the okay. Grizzlies, the Grizzlies have the eight spot at 17 and 22. So they're not out of it. No, bring Zion back, get a few more wins. JJ Reddick keeps up. Lonzo Ball. They're not. T- it's crazy. The Eastern Conference is the better conference this year, I believe. Yeah, I, mean, I believe it's more balanced. Pelicans are going to be so fun to watch when they're all <clears throat> together. Like Zion, yeah. Brandon Ingram, JJ Redick, Lonzo Ball. Like that's just so. They are an interesting team. That's so fun. I don't even know how to describe them. Like, what yeah. is their play style? Just. I don't know. Just a lot of lobs from Lonzo <laughs> to Zion, and JJ Redick hits a corner three. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds exactly like the Pelicans. Right. All right, but anyway, John Morant having a great year. Did you find out his foul shooting percentage or no? It's 79, so okay. still very solid. All solid numbers for a rookie. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty great. Very um, good player. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on to – let's do coach of the year. This is an interesting one. It could. I have a sleeper here at coach yeah. of the year. Sean's been teasing his uh, dark horse pick for coach of the year. <laughs> I'm kind of interested to see who it could be, and who is it? Eric Spolstra. I don't think that's a dark horse. I was debating between him and my pick. Well, which not, I didn't was pick. he even on the uh, the odds 
for the sports I, bets? I did. It wasn't on there. The one they didn't have is uh, defense player of the year and coach. They didn't have them. All right. Well, I guess it's not a, a dark horse. But oh, I don't think at all. He he was. <clears throat> well, I was got, honestly gonna pick him, but I decided on someone else. Well, you got some. Well, Budenholzer, I think is clear, and Vogel is very clear too. But I think Spolstra has been able to maneuver a 27 and 11 record with a very young and raw team. Jimmy Butler, no one saw him or ever considered him a viable number one player on a team over the course of his career. But, I mean, this year he's been spectacular. And yeah. I don't know how he's built Kendrick Nung and Tyre Harrow and yeah, Ben Metabio to be very good role players. But they're I, he's, he's doing some good stuff out here in yeah, I've always, I've always thought he was a really good coach, but I think really this year, I mean, the two things you just touched on, like their record, they're second in the East when they're, wow. they have over double the wins. They have losses. They're 27 to 13, like you just said. No, 27 and 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, even better. Um, And the development of the young guys, like that's, they're all playing really good. I, when I was in Miami, I went to a heat game, so I saw them play just about a week ago. And I was I, I was really impressed with uh, Adebayo out of everyone. He had some crazy dunks, great blocks. The crowd went wild every time he made a play. Um, he was he really impressed me. He's so, a fan I mean, favorite. They're uh, they're really young and they're really good. So I think they could definitely be. I I don't know if they can go the distance, but I think they could definitely give some teams some trouble and crazy stat. Be good they're in the seventeen and one at home. They had the best home record. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, American Airlines <laughs> Arena was a yeah. It was a good. I went there and it was uh, the twenty year anniversary of the stadium to the day. Really? Yeah, it was. It's nice there. It's a good stadium and a uh, good town. I had a good time in Miami. Seen it from but, the yeah. outside, but it is a nice stadium. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, the Heat are good. Eric Spolstra is definitely. I don't consider that a dark horse pick. I think he's definitely right up there. They're second in the East. That's that yeah. Great. They beat the Sixers. Honestly, last my two times my they played. my pick is more of a dark horse. To be honest, let's hear it. Who uh, is it? I, I have Nick Nurse. Oof. Uh, that is dark. I don't. I mean, they're they're fourth in the East. They're twenty five and thirteen. They lost Kawhi Leonard, and they haven't had Pascal Siakam for a while now. And that who is knows true. when he's coming back? So. They're doing it with Kyle Lowry, Stug. Fred <laughs> Fred Van Fleet. He's up there um, too for, for uh, most improved. Right. I do like Van Fleet. So, like, I don't know. Like they, their team, they shouldn't. Their record should not be what it is. It I shouldn't be, but they like, are. Everyone, everyone had the Raptors like a borderline playoff team when Kawhi mm-hmm. left. So, and they're hanging in there. And they were even, I think they were second at one point. I mean, I think they fell a little bit, but they're right up there with the Celtics and the Heat. Battling for the a top four spot besides the Bucks, but I guess it's not a crazy dark horse. They are very a very good team this year. I, Especially, I forgot Pascal has been hurt forever. Right. I just like how he's kind of kept the ship afloat despite. I mean, when you lose Kawhi Leonard, like no one really gives you a chance. Like I don't like no one expects them to. Go, I mean, obviously no one expects them to win, but no one expects them to even. I don't even know if I had him in the playoffs this earth year. I think I maybe had him at like a we like did that a seven too or eight on, an epi- on the episode before. That's what I think we we talked about like the Hawks, and they're the worst. Yeah, team they're in the league. so bad. Yeah, I don't know who else that we all we all thought the Eastern Conference was pretty bad. Like even the Nets, they're they're borderline right now. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I don't know. I thought 
I was debating between Spolstra and Nick Nurse. All right, I guess Spolstra wasn't a dark horse. Yeah, no, I don't. I think he's. I got a little right off-topic question for you. Uh, what do you think of Kyrie? Even though he's been hurt, what do you think about his whole situation? I don't know. He ex Celtic. He, uh, I think he does more harm than good sometimes. I think all the time. I don't really like him. Yeah, like I. Uh, no one really vibes with Kyrie. Yeah, it seems like everywhere he goes, he <laughs> there's a problem. Like everyone in the NBA. There's certain guys even across all sports. Like wherever they go, there's. It just doesn't seem to work. He's the opposite of Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. The complete opposite. Like, I know, I think Beckham's kind of that way. Odell Beckham. Yeah. Like, it's been two places now where it's kind of been like, eh. Like, you're kind of you're kind of a headache in both places. I think he could retire early. Yeah, he's always hurt, too. Like, people don't realize how hurt, how hurt Odell always is. Yeah, he is. I think he was pretty healthy this year, wasn't he? But... Usually he always has some minor injury, right. and he's just a, a nutcase. Yeah, so I mean, at a certain point, like if you don't if you if you don't fit it in one place, like that that's understandable. Like you know, some people just don't fit in a certain with a certain team, a certain city, or whatever. But if it starts to be like two or three places where you don't really fit in, which Kyrie did, like Cleveland, Boston, and now kind of like Brooklyn, Brooklyn, like there's I don't know, it's like a. He's a weird guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. That. What are the Nets? Like seventh in the East? The Nets. They're eighth, actually. Eighth. Yeah. So, ugh. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. The top half of the the Eastern Conference is is great with the Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Raptors, Sixers. I guess you can say the Pacers. They don't even have Oladipo. Pacers are always. They're just a tough always, team. They're always they're, hanging in there. You can just call them the sixth seed. Yeah, like they're always they're always hanging in there. Like I don't know. They're yeah, gritty. when's Old Evil coming back? Do you know? Hopefully within the next month. Yeah. I I picked him up in fantasy basketball because I saw he was should be making his return soon. Right. Yeah, I mean maybe he can give them a nice second half push and they could even move up a couple spots. We'll see. Yeah, it's possible. It's um, a pretty close race. All right, let's do. Uh, we'll do most improved then we'll do the hard one defense player of the year and then we'll do MVP Oof. after that as a tough one so what are we doing here most improved i have bam he was last year what he put up 8 points a game this year he's putting up 15 shooting still high 50s almost like shooting 58% now but he really has emerged as like that second star in Miami they they have a bunch of players who are putting up around 15 with none Bam. I think Olenek is still having a, uh, an all right year, but he has solidified himself as like that second star in Miami with Jimmy Butler. And uh, his hustle and his defense is, is great as well. They both won up. He's a uh, steal and a half and a block and a half. So I think it's Bam. I do not like the people who put uh, Devontae Graham. Well, I guess you don't like me then. No, I don't. I don't. I saw. I I I thought he was having a great year. So I'm like, oh, he's putting up like 17 points, six assists. But I saw he's shooting like 38 percent, and I just think that's. I think he's just heaving the ball on a bad team. But they are the ninth seed, so I guess you got to give him some credit. And he's still a good player, but I think the shooting percentage is what throws everything off for me. That so is he, true. He doesn't shoot great percentage wise mm -hmm. but he shot even worse last year believe it or not that's incredible he was like 33 percent last year it's hard to get worse from but and he improved it to 37 38 percent so 
positive trend there. It's hard to hear, but um, he he actually averages now 19 points a game, not 17. Okay. And he boosted his assist to 7.8 assists per game. So he's really been balling out lately. And, I mean, you can kind of say, like, oh, I mean, he de- he plays a lot more minutes than he played last year. So that could also be a reason why. Um, he went from, like, about 15 minutes a game his rookie year to now, like, he's a full-time starter. He's, like, 35 minutes a game. He is so playing. He plays, like, lot. 20 more minutes a game. But I don't know. I think he – and like you said, the, the Hornets aren't bad. I mean, they're kind of in there and they're right in the mediocre middle range. But – I don't know. You know, I look at it, and maybe I'm the issue. Because last year I said that Trey Young would be a would be the biggest bust out of the 2019 draft class. So maybe me evaluating guards is is pretty poor. I don't like the whole the whole outside shooting era. I like the more inside with centers. But right. I think I'm just bad at evaluating guard talent in the yeah. NBA. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I uh, and I I liked Devontae Graham. I I liked watching him at Kansas. So mm-hmm. I did like him in college too. Right. So I maybe I'm just like kind of biased because I I'm still have him in college in my mind. But I don't know. Good for him. He's having a good year and he's trending up. So I've never heard him talk either. I wonder if he wins the award, <laughs> he's got to give a speech. Yeah. It'd be a little awkward. Yeah. We'll see. It's all right though. All right. This is uh. <clears throat> so just to preface this, we had a very tough time giving our defensive player of the year um of projections here so no one laugh at me when you hear this but uh you can go first i think you should go first oh god we're both kind of go first i think mine is going to be a little bit more reasonable even though i don't know yours i just have anthony davis he's got we didn't we didn't really know how to base this we just said do we just go off of blocks and steals do we just go off of what team has the best defense but i mean davis is averaging 2.6 blocks 1.5 steals and I don't think the Lakers are one of the most talented defensive teams. Like, they have a good defense, but I think a lot of it is translated to Anthony Davis. He does take away a lot of the pick-and-roll opportunities because he can switch on to the quicker guards. And he's always been a good defender. He still gets what is 9.5 rebounds, which is a little bit low for him. But he's still one of the greatest defenders. I really I was never a huge fan of Rudy Gobert. I know he I can lock down. I love Rudy Gobert. Every time I defensively, do a- I love him too, but I just think he's he's not in the right era. Maybe in the '90s, he would have been a better center, and he's still a very good defender too. But I, I'm just gonna go with Andy, Anthony Davis. This was really tough for both of us. Yeah, um, this guy. I mean, uh, I honestly me respect him because he's he's like top twelve. I think he's the only player who's top twelve in both steals and blocks. Okay. Um, and he's my guy. I love him so much. He's uh, Andre Drummond. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> horrible. I know. <laughs> I really was lost, guys. I don't know. But he, a heat check. He averages 1.9 steals and 1.8 blocks. So. Oh, man. I, I hate that. I'm sorry. I really hate to throw down your uh, – I mean, I I don't blame you because I really didn't know. Those are was. good stats, though, for steals and blocks, and that's kind of what we base it off of. We really struggled with this. Yeah, can't stress that I, enough. I really, honestly, we we're gonna record like 15 minutes earlier than we did, but I was just <laughs> we were just waiting on me to pick my defensive player of the year. It was a struggle. I don't, I don't even like mine. I like Anthony Davis, and he is a great. I mean, defender, he's won it before, right? I think he Davis has. has won it before. So if he, you could say that. I mean, we also liked Jimmy Butler, I guess. I had a dark horse in uh, Ben Simmons too. 
I right. don't think he gets credit defensively. But Butler is a very good def- defensive player. He's always been up there. All right, we'll do, I'll do a co-defensive player of the year with Andre Drummond and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Makes it better. We can edit that out, maybe. Well, we'll just no. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Grand all right. finale MVP. Uh, who do you have? Luca. Mavs last year were they were a bottom ten team. I think they were thirty three and forty nine. Luca's putting up near triple double status. He's putting up twenty nine point six with nine point seven assists and nine rebounds. Steal point two per game. Shooting great from the field. Not too great from three. But he is a human highlight reel. He is the MVP. I, I'd want to go with LeBron, but there's just some games where he just disappears in times. But he's still the top five player, LeBron. I like Giannis a lot. Watching the game on Christmas showed showed that he's still flawed. Yeah, I, I picked Giannis. Um, I think... Well, it could be really close. It depends how the Mavs finish out the year. Mm-hmm. But if the Mavs, what are they now, six in the West? Yeah, they're six, 23 and 14, which is very impressive for that team because right. outside of Luka and Kristaps, who has injured yeah, every other day, it is a lot of Luka Doncic. Yeah, so it will depend on how the Mavs finish. I think if they finish as maybe a top five team mm-hmm. uh, in the West, they'll give it to him. And also, like you said, Porzingis is hurt currently. Um, he has missed, I think, the past week. I don't so, like. I have him on my fantasy basketball team. It's yeah, it's terrible. So if he's hurt, like he'll be doing more with less. So, and I think the thing with the NBA, the NBA MVP, like they like giving it to the late, like who's the best storyline this season? You know, they do. Like honestly, Westbrook. like right, like Giannis, he. He has better stats than he did last year. He averages and his three point. He averages three more points a game. He averages more rebounds, a little bit less assists, and also, the Bucks last year won sixty games, and right now they're on pace for sixty nine wins. Wow! So they're on pace for nine more wins than they did last year, and like there's no reason why he shouldn't win it again because he's having honestly a better year than he did last year. But Luca's kind of just like the new guy who's kind of rising up, and I could see them kind of giving it to him, but I I just don't think. If Giannis stays where he is, like I just don't see how you can't give it to him because he honestly, like how can you not? I don't know. You're persuading me with Giannis just because they haven't had Eric Bledsoe for a little bit. Middleton was hurt for a long stretch, I believe he's back now, and Brooke Lopez has fell off with his three point shooting and shooting under thirty percent now. So there is plenty of reasons to give it to Giannis. Like he still is a great player in the NBA. Right. The be- but- I could argue the best. Anything short of the NBA Finals is a bust for the Bucks this year. That is true. What about now the Rockets? Because we didn't say James Harden, but he's averaging, what, 39 points a game, 38 points a game? Right. And I I love James Harden because uh, when I did play fantasy basketball, well, I, didn't, hmm. I, I didn't play this year, but last year I won and I had James Harden. Yeah, he so, probably puts up 30 points at least. Right. So, yeah, and like you said, but uh, – it's just tough. I I think like the these the three we talked about were that is the one two the, three. They should be the nominees, barring anyone else coming on really late in the season. You know what I didn't see? I I saw the Suns earlier in the year. They were oh they were they were like a top five year. team. Now they're fifteen and twenty three. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't that know. Is, that is weird. I don't, I really don't like Devin Booker. I don't care if he puts up twenty five points a game. I just he's like he's like that number two guy 
that he sh- he should be a number two guy, but they play him as a number one. But I'm just not a fan of. They can never Booker. get any. No, they can't attract free agents. No one wants to go play there. Yeah, but like Ubre's having a very good season. Yeah, he was not a free agent or DeAndre, was he a free agent? And DeAndre Eaton still, he's good. Yeah, he's good. They shouldn't be fifteen and twenty three. This is like their fifth year where yeah, the they su- the Suns drafted at a very high spot. They can't and they just yeah. can't win games. They can't get out of the the cellar in the West. So yeah, it is tough. It is it is weird. Who's your uh? <clears throat> tell me who's gonna be. This is the last question. This last thing we'll talk about. Who uh in Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, and then the finals right now. Tough. Okay. I'm going to put my Sixers there just because I, I I know we can beat the Celtics as we have proved in four games this year. I'm going to have to go Sixers-Bucks. I like the Heat. Still a very young team, though. Um, Sixers-Bucks in the Eastern Conference. <sighs> I really don't want to be biased and say the 76ers, but – I'm I'm gonna go with the 76ers. I think they're the most talented team out of the Eastern Conference. Very good defensively. Western Conference, I'm gonna go Clippers and Lakers. Wow, that's I've been struggling with this question. I was thinking about this on my ride here, and I really do love LeBron James. He is my favorite player to ever play basketball. But I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Their perimeter defense is is very good, and we've seen Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. Paul George fits well as a number two, and Montrezl Harrell is having a surprisingly very good year. I'm pretty sure he's close to 20-10. and 10. Uh, Clippers versus Sixers. I'm going to go with the Clippers. I just Paul George and Kawhi is a deadly combo, and then you throw in the will off the bench or three minutes into the game with Pat Bev and Harrell and Zubach and Shaman, I just think the Clippers are the best team. What about you? Bucks, Celtics. Uh, I thought you were going to take the Celtics. Lakers, Clippers. Lakers, Bucks, Clippers. Clippers, Clippers. Bucks, Clippers, you take the Clippers? I. <clears throat> the Clippers are going to win. They will. I really want to take the Lakers, and I don't know what they need. They need to, to trade for someone. I like the Robert Covington trade. I think that will help a lot. If they can get Rocco or some perimeter defender to go with AD and LeBron, because LeBron is having a very solid defensive year. He's making his comeback. But they need to sign someone, or they need to trade for someone, I'm sorry, that can help slow down Kawhi and Paul George in the playoffs. But right now I'd go Clippers as well. The clip, Kawhi, I didn't see it for a long time. I was kind of critical of Kawhi sitting out games and sitting out that entire year for the Spurs pretty much. But it just all makes sense now. Like, when the playoffs come around, like, he's a player who is somewhat, like, injury-prone. He's kind of prone to injuries. injury-prone. So, he does it right. Like He's smart. Yeah, like, you want to be healthy in May and June. Like, and he is. Like, I mean, the last year, and it worked out. So, if it works out again and he he avoids injury during those time, like I think he's if he wins it this year, like he's gonna be like up there for like considered like one of like I mean he kinda already is, but like he's gonna be up there for at least a top small forward of all time. Right. So 
Like this, this would be his third championship, right? If he won it this year. Yeah, his third championship. I think and he's potentially his two-time uh, Finals MVP, right. Defensive Player of the Year. He's got a lot of accolades that. Add like up. he's never a player that's going to win MVP. I don't think. Yeah, especially now with sitting out games, but right. he should always be up there. But he probably will never win MVP, which is big. I'm pretty sure. I don't but think Kobe I tr- ever won MVP. I trust. I trust him in big moments. Like I, I think he's gonna deliver because I, I, I saw what happened last year and i don't know I'm, I'm, I'm just excited because i think this season in the nba is the most wide open it's been in honestly like 10 years well it's, it's a desperation year especially in the western conference it's there's lebron is this his last chance and harden is, is can anyone play with harden and Kawhi. it's it's just a big year for Kawhi and paul george i'd say bigger for paul george but the pressure is on Kawhi for some reason. He shouldn't have this much pressure on him, especially after what he's done last year. But yeah, it's an interesting year. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I uh, I've been in football <clears throat> mode honestly for the past like whatever since August, July. But um, now is around the time where I start you know watching more basketball than I have in the previous months, and especially college basketball. I'm I'm I we haven't talked about college basketball in a while on the show here, but. I um I'm excited to talk about college basketball because Rutgers is uh we're having a, I don't know if you don't follow college basketball really. Dude, I couldn't tell you who Rutgers is. Uh, we haven't made the we haven't made the NCAA tournament since 1990. What's your record? Right now we're 12 and three. We're having a really good year. Uh, we just beat number 20 in the nation, Penn State. Uh, Penn State's 20. Yeah, we beat them. Since when are they 20? Yeah, the Penn State's good this year too. We beat wow. Penn State. Uh, we beat Seton Hall, who was ranked uh, good. about a month ago. So Rutgers is really good, and honestly, if we just keep this up, we're looking at our first tournament berth in 30 years. Would you take them to win it all in any type of bracket for money? No, I doubt <laughs> it, but I- I'm just so excited because I love this team. I-, I went to the game on Penn State. It was uh, last week of- I went to it. Uh, actually, no, it was it was this week. I don't know, but I went to it. It was fun. Rutgers is back. Uh, we're making the tournament. Everyone better watch out. We're going all the way. Bold prediction. Yeah. All right, Sean. Thanks for hopping on the show. Oh, yeah. I had some fun. Yeah. Uh, Andre Drummond for Defense Player of the Year. I'm going to have to disagree with that 10 out of 10 times. I'm campaigning for it. We're going to campaign all over social media for Andre Drummond to win Defense Player of the Year. He's going to see it. He's I hope so. on his Instagram. Yeah. We'll come out with T-shirts. Andre right. Drummond defense. I'm not player gonna here. help you with these T-shirts. New merch coming. Andre Drummond <laughs> defense player of the year. Everyone better buy it. Um, hot seller. It's gonna sell it quick. Right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. Follow Sean at it on Instagram at Sean six three one two zero. Don't ask about the numbers. Right. Uh, Frank Gore will play another four years in the league. Third all-time in rushing. Let's just remember that. He's probably got a solid five years left. So, Yeah. The youngest 36-year-old to ever play a sport. And he looks it, too. Yeah, he does. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you next time. Adios.